1 Thessalonians 1, 1 through 10. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians and God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers, love by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere, so that we need not say anything. For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. This Lord is, of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <laughs> thanks be to God. Thanks so much. Okay, <laughs> listeners, this is Jennifer McClish. I'm here with Katie Dickens and yes. Kate Clark, and it is ladies week yeah on our daily ladies rhythms <laughs> right a special treat so yes. this is um this actually is a uh, really fun so let's talk about first thessalonians and just give a little um background of it before we um talk about our observations you know um paul planted the church of thessalonica on his second missionary journey um and you can get a lot of background on this in acts 16 and 17 but this is um, a major city along the road, this Roman road called the Via Ignatia, and it travels along the Aegean Sea, and uh, Philippi was also on it, so cool. we know he was in Philippi before, and he was, uh, he and Silas were imprisoned, um, you know, they had a lot of trouble there, yeah. and yet we get this beautiful book of Philippians out of that, but um, of course we know they were released through the um, God's work in an earthquake, and so then they came to um, the next major city, this Thessalonica, and the as Paul often does, he goes, this is such a big place that it has a synagogue. Yeah. It actually has a lot of um, gods that they worship here mm -hmm. in Thessalonica, but he always goes to the Jew first and then the Greek. So he goes to the synagogue and he proclaims, um, he just points out all the promises of God and how they were fulfilled in Christ. But his message is that Christ had to suffer and die. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then of course that he's resurrected and lives. So he proclaims the gospel and people believed. Um, but when people believe, also, you know, often there was trouble. Mm -hmm. um, and so it says that Jew, some Jews um, believed, Greeks, many Greeks, and also not a few of the leading women, it says in Acts 17. So they formed the first church in Thessalonica. Awesome. But um, the, some Jews were jealous of what was happening. And so they created a mob and they went to drag out um, Paul and Silas, but they couldn't find them. So they grabbed this man, Jason, um, instead. <laughs> and their main complaint was that these men who have turned the world upside down have come here also, and Jason has received them. Mm -hmm. So um, what do you think about that? What, what other background do you yeah. have, Katie? That's amazing background. I love the historical context and acts that we get for this book. Mm -hmm. And uh, another thing that I saw just as far as historical context goes, is just tied to that concept of persecution mm -hmm. that Paul was facing. 
And that sort of, you know, prefaces this letter is that his time in Thessalonica was cut short by this fast rising tide of persecution. Um, so he knows the troubles that these new believers are facing. Right. And that is framing his context in this letter, which I think is just so helpful. Um, and one of the things that really stuck out to me, even in chapter one, and I think we see as a theme throughout the book, is just his call to focus on the coming of Christ and to hope and persevere in trials. Right. Um, and I think we see, obviously, in the beginning of the chapter that the church is doing that yeah. and their trials are leading them to bear fruit, which is right. just so encouraging. Right. I mean, this this is this is so relevant for us today because mm -hmm. we live in a city the the Thessalonica was a city that you know wealth was um you know a king to them an idol to yeah. them power um and also you know they were peace they wanted to just keep the peace but the, yeah. it's a certain kind of peace it was the roman peace because they worshiped caesar because that's how caesar maintained control of his um you know empire and so they wanted to keep the peace, but it's the same thing. Like they had these idols, these rulers in their life. And so here Paul comes with this, like, there's only one King mm -hmm. and it's Jesus Yeah. and you should follow him and what trouble that causes for them. And yet he knew that they would need encouragement in that because there's going to be a lot of pull. It's a big cost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you see, Kate? Um, so in verse six, um, it says, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy spirit. And, um, just the reality of people imitate us and like, are we imitating Christ? Are we taking up our cross? Are we denying ourselves? And like you said, Jennifer, like following Jesus is costly. And, um, I think a lot about like when I was growing up or even if you have kids, like I don't have kids, but I know that like children imitate what they see in their parents. Mm, so right. if you say, certain things your kids might pick up on them. Or if you like, for me, my dad was like really into sports and he didn't have any sons. And so I would just like watch sports with him. I and so that. now I've yeah. like developed mm. this like love of sports. And so it's just this imitating. And so are we imitating the Lord? Therefore, when people imitate us, are they imitating the Lord? And also what you said about like the idols of like money or power or peace, um, the encouragement in verse, um, Let's see, nine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you and how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Yes. Um, and just like, how cool is that? That their idols were, you know, the money, the power, the peace, and they turned and the Holy right. Spirit um, gave them eyes to see and they turned from serving those idols. Absolutely. And that the these are such great insights, y'all, because this just focuses us, us again on what the emphasis is. This is not like a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, this is in terms of like, oh, just do these things and your life will go well. Yeah. Obviously, we're seeing yeah. the exact opposite. This is the gospel truth of what it means to follow Jesus. And you can see Paul is he recognizes true faith in these people because he says it came in power yeah. in the Holy Spirit. It's resulting in them imitating what kind of men they are, who yeah. were men who died, took up their cross and followed yeah. Jesus. They're, they're, they're dying to everything in life, um, to love and minister to these people. And they're doing it with joy. joy yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't make any sense outside right. of a true and living faith. And yeah. again, how do they know? Because it was true repentance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's going to be a lot of good things in here for us. Yeah. I'm excited to keep talking about it. Yeah. I'm pumped. Yeah. So for Katie Dickens 
Pancake Lark. I'm Jennifer McLeish. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.